Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. Season 8, Episode 1. We're back. Welcome to Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. My name is Lawrence Sultana, and this is season eight. We're back um, with a brand new season, a brand new run of episodes. Um, it's great to see so many people uh, joining in and uh, commenting. Uh, one or two people have been uh, saying that uh, it didn't actually feel like I'd left. Uh, you, you're right. Uh, the uh, episode that we had uh, with Philip Bond uh, on Monday, just gone. It was excellent. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was a great way to just kind of uh, keep the old uh, podcasting muscles going. And it was also a great way to um, support that fantastic Kickstarter. If you did get the chance to uh, check that out, by the way, uh, the Kickstarter ended on Wednesday and uh, it absolutely blew through its uh, uh, titles, uh, through its uh, its uh, intended goals. Did a, a really good job of it. Um, hopefully you supported it. We'll talk about uh, Kickstarters as we go throughout the course of this episode. It's only a, um, a kind of uh, a welcome back because uh, we've got one or two things that we want to announce, one or two things we want to talk about, um, and of course we want to get into uh, all sorts of uh, fun and games when it comes to uh, what's happening next weekend and indeed what's happened this weekend. Virtual conventions, it seems to be for now, for 2020, the new normal. Um, we've got ourselves a couple of conventions which are coming up later on this year here in the UK, which are already getting itself uh, kind of geared up for what their efforts are going to be. Uh, so you've had Lakes uh, filming some uh, exclusive content, uh, which uh, they've been out and about. They've been doing outside broadcast stuff. Uh, so they've been busy. Uh, you've got Thought Bubble that's starting to uh, pull together its panel um, content as well. I'm going to be producing a couple of elements for that. So looking forward to uh, uh, putting together some videos for some great creatives. Uh, a fantastic uh, new book, which I've been uh, shared with by Tim Pilger. That looks fantastic. Hopefully I'll we'll be doing the launch at Thought Bubble. And also we've got um, a, a writer's panel, which I'm going to be uh, producing for Ram V. So uh, looking forward to bringing that. But it does give you that sense of the, uh, the different approaches that uh, uh, conventions and uh, these virtual cons have been doing. Um, so we're going to be getting into um, that. Um, we're also going to be talking about our special guests, which are going to be coming up for the next, certainly the next five or six ep uh, episodes. Uh, we've got ourselves a fantastic uh, lineup. But as always, uh, we start off with uh, something just to say uh, thank you very much, Dee, for uh, sticking with us throughout the course of uh, lockdown throughout the course of the uh, the trying times that um, uh, COVID put us through. Um, the way I tried to compensate was to uh, put out more content, to go twice a week, uh, which, to be fair, with the guests that we've got lined up, we could even go twice a week now, but we're sticking with uh, just once a week. I put a Twitter poll out and people said, you know what, once a week of your face is more than enough. So I, told, I, I got the message. I took the message. Uh, but... Um, as always, the, what I wanted to start with uh, is just a, a message of thanks for everyone for uh, sticking with us. 
thanks to everybody who's on the chat at the moment. Um, it's great to have you uh, kind of talking and uh, interacting with each other. Let's uh, just dive in with uh, everyone. Uh, Lee and Dee saying, hello, guys. Welcome along. Uh, Teresa P. Hot Dam. I'm guessing that was about the opening titles. Hope you enjoyed those, by the way. Indeed, Aaron Neighbor saying that. Love the intro. Um, it's... Uh, yeah, it was. It took a little bit of work, but um, it, it was it was fun to put together. Um, into the blue mist, uh, ooh, someone's been creative. Uh, yeah, it's it's just been great uh, to have you responding to the video which I posted uh, online a couple of days ago, and indeed the, the fact that you joined us for this. As always, uh, please do spread the word, uh, like, subscribe. Um, I do have some other graphics somewhere which I've completely gone to put on, but. Uh, uh, yeah, just basically, if you can uh, like and subscribe, please do uh, uh, jump in and uh, uh, help any way you can uh, by supporting, um, by just letting everyone know uh, that we're out here uh, talking about comic conventions, talking about comics, uh, talking about um, some other fun and games, because as always, we've got uh, plenty of people that uh, we've got uh, from all the different uh, genres, but we do have a lot of comics people that we're going to be talking to. Um, but it's just been great that uh, you've uh, taken uh, taken the, the podcast to heart, and uh, hopefully you'll stick with us as we go through uh, the course. Uh, Into the Blue Mist is the user picture uh, new to the comment. No, I, that was always there, I think. Uh, the way that um, I'm doing uh, the, uh, the the setup from here on in um, is the uh, – I was running through uh, – I'm still using – StreamYard. It's a StreamYard you may have seen more and more, actually, uh, through a, a number of uh, people that are using it. Um, but I wanted to use StreamYard a bit more because uh, uh, instead of going StreamYard to a service which propagated the, uh, the podcast out to the various platforms, um, I decided let's not uh, use that um, setup. Let's use um, StreamYard directly. Uh, it does a great job of uh, doing the whole business of uh, uh, sharing the, the stream to the various platforms. And it's also going to help with something that I'm going to be announcing and talking about a little bit later on. Uh, so we'll get into that. But um, as always, like I say, the thing that um, I wanted to uh, mention is that this is absolutely your uh, live stream. Um, the people that jump on these chats and talk, not only with each other, which is Everyone's kind of like having their own little uh, conversations without me. Um, but oh, you can shush. Um, the fact that you can uh, interact with each other and the fact that you can interact with uh, yourself, that's really all I can ask for. I am going to pick that up. Because <laughs> that might be a microphone. But there we go. Um, but it's all about you. It's always been about you. The reason... Um, which uh, I'm going to talk about when it comes to the uh, the live streams and when it comes to the way that virtual conventions have been operating, um, is the fact that um, I will always do a live stream. The live stream will always be an integral part of what Talking Con is all about. Um, much like a number of uh, streams which I'm a fan of, uh, John Sutra's Word Balloon um, and uh, the... Uh, the original drink and draw social on a Thursday evening, uh, the fact that there can be audience questions, the fact that there can be this interaction with you guys, that's what it's all about. Um, at the end of the day, it's not just me asking the question. I know that um, we had the uh, the, uh, the session with Philip Bond 
and I know some listeners may got a really good question. I did forward it on to uh, Philip because it was a great question, but I hadn't had a, res a response back, unfortunately. Um, and I really want to apologize for not getting that question in. But that's the kind of thing that I'm after, that interaction with you guys uh, taking part and uh, really going forward. So, uh, uh, Liam D, I'm just glad I got my iPad working so I can watch today. Liam, it's a pleasure to have you joining us, uh, as always. Uh, so, there we go. Um, so, let's just make it's my live stream. When can I expect royalties being as smart as it's much fun? Um, you know what? Yeah, you get some great questions in, so I can't exactly argue with you. Um, at the end of the day, you do a great job of uh, putting some, some really clever questions together, really insightful ones. So the more you keep those coming, the more I'll be happy. And hopefully you'll be happy with the guests that we've got coming up as well, uh, because we'll start with that. We'll start with what's coming up uh, for season eight. Um, I'm going to be doing my best to reach out to more and more guests. Um, there are a hit list of people that I really would like to get on. Um, Kevin Smith is always on that list, I'm not going to lie. Uh, but I won't mind getting the likes of Gail Simone, who has turned around and said that she'd be up for it. Um, Tom King has been a bit of a tease, but who knows. Um, I really want to try and get um, Conan O'Brien on this season, because uh, I want to talk to him about um, Team Coco and how important it is. It speaks volumes that they're still putting out the, uh, the Funko Pops. Uh, so... You know, I, I'm, I'm curious about uh, trying to get him on, but hopefully you can bear with us while we do our best. As always, if there's anybody you would like us to try and get on the Hangout, now's the time to tell me. Uh, we'll do our best to uh, get as much as I possibly can up onto uh, uh, social media to talk to people, uh, to get them to come onto the show. Because uh, as always, it's all about um, getting them to interact with me so we can uh, go from there. Right, um, let's go with the, uh, the guest announcement then. Um, it's something which I've been working on while I took the little bit of break. Um, and uh, it was fun to get these guests together. Uh, one of the guests came from Dan Berry. I know Dan may be watching. Uh, I think he may be watching either. He may be watching uh, uh, Mainframe Comic Con. He may be busy with something else himself. But... We have ourselves um, uh, these guests that are lined up, and I hope you enjoy them, uh, starting from next week. So let's go through our list through to the Sunday, the 20th of September. Yes, we have got that guest all the way through for the next uh, five uh, episodes. Um, <laughs> into the blue, Mister, uh, for season eight, I want time travel. I want uh, characters back from the dead and a huge crossover. Um, We'll continue to travel for the uh, crossover. I'd love to try and get the con guy back. That was fun. Uh, time travel, that might be a little bit awkward to work, but we'll see what we can do. But Dan Berry was somebody who was uh, very helpful in organizing uh, one of these guests, and it's the guest that we're going to be starting off with next week. Episode 2 on Sunday, the 23rd of August, is Derek Robertson. Now, Derek, of course, has got himself uh, a lot of high profile at the moment, uh, what with... Uh, the boys doing nicely on Amazon uh, Prime Video. Still yet to see uh, season two, by the way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Derek uh, has agreed to come on and uh, looking forward to uh, talking to him. Uh, not only just about the boys, but about his uh, career, 
Um, he's very active on social media. Uh, he's somebody that um, uh, is still very, uh, uh, a lot of fun with his fans, and uh, he's still very much a, a great creative uh, to talk to. So uh, it's great to talk to him about his career, how the boys has impacted his, uh, his time in 2020, and what he's got coming up. So that's going to be an interesting conversation, I think. Of course, Derek Robertson on Sunday, the 23rd of August. On Sunday, the 30th of August, is somebody who is very much in the spotlight right now, uh, what with Joker War, with uh, a bunch of his other books as well, which is uh, doing great guns. Um, he's an amazing talent. Um, and like I say, he's got plenty of projects um, on the on the burner at the moment. Uh, James Tiernan, the uh, fourth, um, really, really looking forward to talking to him. Um, he is, like I say, he's somebody who is balancing a lot of projects. And I find those people interesting. The ones that can really compartmentalize uh, the, uh, the projects they've got uh, on, their, on their plate. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be an interesting conversation. Uh, so uh, looking forward to talking to James um, on Sunday the 30th of August. Don't know why the date thing is, oh, that's all over the place, isn't it? I typed that completely wrong. Um, but um, on Sunday the 6th of September, take the August off the identity, you get the idea. Cullen Bunn. Now, Cullen is somebody who I met at uh, MCM London Comic Con in 2018. Uh, for some reason, I uh, wasn't able to uh, get to talk to him uh, at that show. Uh, but we kind of met, we talked, and um, we've been on, you know, chatting on social media ever since. Uh, he's a fascinating bloke, uh, a brilliant storyteller, uh, someone who's got a very firm grasp of his place in the comics industry. Yeah, a very, very cool chap indeed, uh, um, and uh, very much uh, worth talking to. That is Sunday, the 6th of September. That is Cullen. Bun. So uh, looking forward to talking to him. Then on uh, Sunday the 13th of September, very much uh, geared towards uh, what the, the main thrust of the, uh, uh, the show is all about, about Comic Cons. And uh, we're very lucky to uh, get uh, Julie Tate, uh, the director of the Lakes International Comic Art Festival. Another show that's um, going virtual for 2020. Uh, but um, Obviously, they've got a slightly different challenge because the Lakes Festival, number one, is a very niche kind of uh, guest list that they get on. They're very much about um, uh, artistic creatives, uh, not so much the mainstream, very much uh, independent creators, uh, very much uh, international and those slightly niche uh, styles. It's certainly not, while they do get one or two of your Marvel and your DCs and your Image Boys, um, they are more geared towards the perhaps European sense of style, which kind of already um, kind of feeds back into um, uh, the way that it's modelled, because the lakes is very much uh, based around the uh, the Anglomay Festival, uh, which is a small town just outside of Paris. The idea being that the whole town gets involved in putting on um, very focused um, events at uh, libraries, schools, um, arts centres around the town and the whole town becomes the focus and you bounce from venue to venue and it, it's very much a case of um, uh, that kind of festival atmosphere that Lakes put on 
turning that into a virtual um, event is a different challenge. It's okay if you're turning MCM or if you're turning um, Emerald City or New York Comic Con into a virtual convention. How do you turn a festival into a virtual event? You're kind of getting a sense of it at the moment. If you go to um, Lakes Comic Art Festival, or Lakes Comic Festival, to get it right, on, uh, on uh, search for that on Google. They currently actually have their Artist Alley up and running right now. Uh, it's usually taking place in what's called the Clock Tower, which is the town hall uh, in the actual uh, city of Kendall, uh, in the Lake District. Uh, and it's up and running right now. Um, it's been cr uh, created and curated uh, by two uh, incredible artists, Luke and Gary, uh, McGa Luke McGarry and his dad as well. Um, and they're coming at it from a slightly different angle. Um, but uh, interesting to check out what uh, they've got planned. Julie is the person who started the thing from scratch. Uh, she's got an interesting uh, approach generally. She's an um, event organizer, which um, her son happens to like comics and said, I would, like, I would love if there was a comic convention uh, in this neck of the woods in the Lake District, at which point she went, okay, and put one on. And it was out of the gate an absolutely phenomenal success. Um, it speaks volumes about what uh, Julie's got uh, under uh, under the, the table when it comes to uh, putting things together. Looking forward to talking to her that Sunday the 13th of September, that's Julie's take. And then on Sunday the 20th of September, um, the book is over there. I've, I've got the book. I am a fan of the book. That Texas Blood, uh, which is the latest book from Chris Con uh, Condon and Jacob Phillips. Um, I reached out to Chris and said, would he be up for uh, uh, joining us? Um, at which point uh, Chris said, yeah. So what? I'll, even, I'll email Jacob, who's the artist, son of uh, Sean Phillips. He runs the blood, literally. Um, and they said, yeah, we're up for that. Um, we've got the uh, latest, latest issue will be coming out around that time. Um, yeah, we'll be up for coming on. And uh, they're going to be talking, that takes us blood. They're going to be talking about their convention history. They're going to be talking about uh, how things have been going throughout the course of the year. Self-publishing um, through the likes of Image, or self-creating through the likes of Image, through this very um, rich, noir, uh, story which has been beautifully rendered, fantastically uh, told. Uh, if you get the chance to read That Texas Blood, uh, the third issue I think will be out around the time of this uh, particular issue, uh, this particular episode going forward. So the, I think the first two um, uh, issues will be out certainly in the next week or so. If you get the chance to read it, do check it out. It's a brilliant piece of work and I'm looking forward to talking to That Texas Blood's um, Chris Condon and Jacob Phillips. So there you go. That's our guest list. I hope you enjoy that so far. Uh, one or two people are uh, jumping in with some comments. Uh, Solicitor Sveg, you should try and go after Donny Cates as a guest. He seems really interesting. And indeed, Dan, let's uh, uh, listen and know uh, and remind him. Cates has already been on the show. Uh, came on with Megan. Um, and we were supposed to talk for 45 minutes. And two hours later, <laughs> we wrapped up the conversation. Great, great guest. Um, do check out the last season's worth of videos. Uh, because, uh, yeah, very, very cool indeed. Dan Berry is also reminding us about um, uh, Derek's um, books as well. He's got the new Hellblazer series with Tom Taylor coming soon. 
um, Derek has that sensibility and he knows what he's doing. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be particularly cool. Uh, Liam D is also talking about his other book, Something Killing the Children and Spectacular, which it was. And yes, we are going to be talking to James Tin in the fourth about that. Um, so, so Mr. Smegas, Kelly Thompson being on, she'd be a great interview. Um, I've tried uh, talking to Kelly Thompson. Um, I've reached out to her. I've reached out, like I say, to uh, Girl Simone, uh, reached out to a bunch of people, reached out to Alex Ross uh, via his agent. Uh, we'll see. We will see. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll watch this space. We will do our best to get uh, some more up and running when it comes to uh, to guests. So there we go. So that's um, the uh, the guest list for the next uh, couple of weeks. Five weeks worth of uh, um, uh, rather cool guests. I hope you uh, hope you hope you enjoyed that. Hope you enjoyed that uh, little bunch. Starts off next week. Derek Rob Derek Robson is our first guest for episode two. So there we go. Right. Let's talk about um, what has come and what is coming, uh, considering that uh, we have ourselves um, some uh, impressive uh, uh, conventions that are taking place right now. Uh, this thing is not going to stay in my ears. Uh, you can tell I'm just getting used to this. There we go. Um, the uh, completely fulfilled uh, me up there. Um, the, con the conventions that are happening right now uh, are uh, mainframe and also uh, the um, repop event, which is uh, uh, very much under the umbrella of uh, uh, New York Comic Con, uh, Emerald City, uh, C2E2, uh, MSIM London. Uh, they're pulling together most of the creative teams and the organizers of those individual uh, events uh, under the repop banner, and they're creating this thing called um, uh, Metaverse, which you can find at, find at the Metaverse, and indeed we'll, uh, we'll bring it. We'll bring up the pages, and we'll kind of compare and contrast between the two. But I think the one thing that um, uh, it's interesting to see, at the end of the day, these are uh, events which are brought, brought from a commercial sensibility. Uh, unlike uh, Comic-Con, at home, which was a charitable event um, and uh, for profit, and uh, it was it kind of showed. While they put a lot of effort in, and they really did put so much into making Comic Con at home a success, and I believe it was a success. Um, at the end of the day, this is where the money comes in. Uh, when you have a business which puts these events on and can throw a, a gobload of cash at it. Find the metaverse. Um, it's, it speaks volumes about what they uh, they put together. So, I mean, we can very quickly have a look, and it speaks to uh, what we've actually got uh, for the actual uh, uh, the difference of approaches. Uh, we'll start with metaverse first. Uh, like you say, you've got those events there, including Keystone Comic Con, Florida uh, Supercon, Emerald City, etc. But um, I did like the way that this has been a lot more slickly organized uh, in terms of organizing and getting to stuff. Um, the one thing about um, San Diego Comic-Con um, generally 
is that website has been in place for quite some time. The design has been there for at least four, five, six years now. It hasn't changed. Uh, and getting to the Comic-Con at-home stuff was particularly difficult. Uh, here, it's one website. It's not assigned to uh, New York. It's not assigned to MCM. It's one website, and it will be the blanket uh, umbrella uniform going forward, uh, especially considering that they are going to be expanding this for New York Comic-Con um, later on in the year in October. Um, all kind of uh, nicely uh, paired out. Some great guests involved as well. Uh, some great panels. The panels are literally up and running right now. Uh, I like the fact that they're doing this as well, that they are. you come to it and you can find out exactly what is happening right now. Ashley Exving, um, of course, uh, she's doing a, a Q&A. I would say the design as well is a little bit slicker. Uh, so, uh, for example, if we actually just bring up the, uh, the actual event, um, yeah, this is the design of the actual uh, uh, site. If I just uh, bring that into mute. Using a Zoom, uh, pre-recording the conversation, um, not, not so much um, anything, it, very much like uh, uh, San Diego Comic-Con, it's all pre-recorded. Uh, but uh, what they've done is they've taken the elements of the actual uh, Zoom call and spruced it up. Um, they've uh, Unified branding, they've unified the design, and it's just a little bit slick. Um, I'd possibly say it's too slick uh, in that um, those are two letterboxes <laughs> very much uh, into the uh, the window of the conversation. So it's it's a little bit um, awkward sometimes to see. But it, I personally think I like the idea that it's a uniform design. It's not just a Zoom call that's been... Um, recorded and stuck a top and tail on a graphic. It's something which is a little bit more slicker and it's more designed. Um, I quite like that. I quite like that. Um, it was the downside of San Diego Comic-Con in that it was just um, asking someone to hit record on a Zoom call um, with no production whatsoever. Um, and it, it did seem very uh, haphazard, um, kind of loose in the way it was put together. This, obviously, there's a bit more money involved, a bit more time. And they've learned the lessons from everyone that's done comic conventions throughout the course of the summer. Um, also doing a great job of well of uh, doing all the exhibitors, uh, very much uh, focusing uh, people on getting people to buy things. Um, I like the idea that you can go to these uh, pages and you get a little... Uh, a scrolling diagram of uh, the individual items or things that people are, are selling. Bit of a description, you get straight to the website, you find out more, and it goes all the way down the line. It's a lot. Instead of getting bogged down in that attempt at the virtual uh, exhibition floor, this way it just gets straight into it, and you can just scroll down. Whatever catches your eye uh, in the, uh, the thumbnails, I mean, there you go, that brambled, there you go, brambled down designs. That looks quite good. I like the look of that. I might click on that. You get the idea. It's uh, okay, chocolate fusion. Fine. <laughs> uh, I can't exactly uh, argue with this. is pretty much what uh, MC, uh, MCM and indeed uh, uh, New York Comic Con does. 
does. So I quite like that, and I do like the fact that you can also bounce between the various uh, platforms, so you can just go through the comic exhibitors. It's got its own dedicated page right there, comics slash exhibitors. It's easier to get to. Uh, you can actually find things faster, and I like the way that it supports the artists by uh, showcasing what they're doing. Personally, I think it's uh, a little bit of a better way of doing it than uh, we saw with uh, San Diego. So let's just make, is my cat with uh, by the bell, uh, Mike with the bell, he's over there, and yes, he is running, so don't worry, you don't need to see a doctor. I should have kicked him out of the room, but he looked quite settled. And like I say, he's not been well. I've been, uh, he's been through the wars, he's got a bit of a scratch where he's been fighting, so I'm, I'm keeping an eye on him. But thank you very much, Steve. No, you don't. If you're not smelling burnt toast, you're not hearing bells, don't worry about it. <laughs> you're fine. Uh, Leanne D, is uh, Metaverse taking the place of NYCC? Yes, it is. Metaverse is running this weekend. Uh, it was always going to plan to go out live. Uh, and this has been kind of like their soft open. It's their way of getting a sense of what people are watching, getting a sense of how the actual... Uh, events are being run, especially when it comes to the uh, panel content. I mean, if I just um, very quickly uh, go to a page which uh, speaks volumes, uh, the actual um, they haven't set up a dedicated uh, YouTube page. Um, it is actually at the moment all the content is going out on the page for New York Comic Con. So if I just uh, very quickly bring up that, uh, at least then you can get a sense of uh, the, the way that they're putting the content out. Something that I complained about or had a little bit of an issue with, uh, with San Diego was the fact that there was no way of properly identifying videos and the way that they've been um, scheduled and the way that they've got uh, all the panels lined up. The way that they've done it for this is exactly how it should have been. Uh, all of these videos, I think this is actually the, the last one that was, uh, went up, which is the uh, Tom DeLong uh, panel. All of them went up as YouTube premieres, which means there was a countdown. There was a thumbnail. There was a description. Um, and it was something that was a, a YouTube link that was ready and waiting for you to jump in. It had a Q&A. You can talk on the comments. And there's a sense of interaction with the actual event. I know as well. Say, for example, with the Star Trek Lower Decks uh, panel, the actual producers of that jumped in on the, uh, the comments uh, afterwards and also while the actual uh, premiere was happening, which meant there was a dialogue. Um, people could ask questions in the, uh, the Q&A comments, uh, in the Q&A chat, and they all kind of, there was this a sense of real interaction with the fans. I thought that was rather cool. So there we go. Like I say, it's a little bit slicker, a little bit uh, um, uh, easier to uh, to navigate. It's uh, easier to get a sense of what video you're looking for. Um, I'm not necessarily entirely convinced by this whole sense of the uh, the graphic taking up the left hand or the right hand side of the screen. So you've got this one area here. Yes, the title of the panel may come up every once in a while, but it does seem a little bit like a waste of space on that particular side but these are things you learn but uh, again uniform design 
I have no problem with it. I think it looked really, really cool. Um, yeah, people are talking about the cat. Don't worry, he's asleep now, so he's not he's not rattling any bells. We're fine. Um, my personal opinion of uh, Enter the Metaverse, um, it's a very slick event. Um, it's everything that we wanted San Diego Comic-Con to be. Um, but then again, they've had more time, they've had more money, they've had more resources, and they've basically delivered the product slicker and better. However, there's been another virtual convention that's happened this weekend, and they've got it at it from a slightly different angle. They actually went at it um, very much um, from the word go when it came to COVID, uh, which was mainframe Comic-Con organized by a uh, comics retailer um, and they decided to just very quickly put together using StreamYard, hey, see it catches on, uh, using StreamYard uh, to uh, put together a live stream, literally uh, going full in, starting at the 10 o'clock in the uh, morning all the way through to something like 5, 6 o'clock in the afternoon. Couple of different administrators because <laughs> one would just get burnt out throughout the course of the day. But uh, basically, they would uh, organize and produce everything from behind the scenes. They would do an intro at the beginning and then they would welcome people into the behind the scenes, have a bit of a chat using the private chat function, uh, run a graphic if needs be, um, and then introduce the panelists to the, uh, the session and controlling everything as a live stream. Um, you get the uh, definite sense of the reason why um, Metaverse and Comic-Con International wanted to go uh, with their um, uh, pre-recorded, because every once in a while, uh, some technical issues would kick in. We had the Justice League animated panel yesterday, and you had a couple of the uh, slightly older members of the congregation <laughs> struggling with their uh, Wi-Fi. But uh, those issues, you kind of work your way through when it's pre-recorded. This is a live element, and it's that sense of um, that live kind of interaction, that kind of sense of uh, live television. Anything can happen. I like that higher wire act. I think that's rather, it's a, a, a different approach. It's a little bit more uh, spit and sawdust. Um, there's more risk, there's more at stake. Um, they hadn't, as far as I'm aware, uh, they didn't have a no-show. Uh, I think they only had one, which was uh, an actor yesterday. But uh, if I just bring up the, uh, the schedule. Oh, another thing as well, which they did, uh, especially for this one. This is the biggest one they've done. Uh, they organized something called Halls. Um, now, this was interesting. What they did was they paired up and partnered with um, a number of other live streamers that was also using StreamYard, or they... Let you know they bought the StreamYard package for them. Um, they basically got all the links to the videos that they were putting out uh, into this um, uh, website, so everything can be found on the website. So that's rather cool. But at least the streams are running concurrently, and you had a whole variety of content throughout the course of yesterday and today, um, and some really great. Uh, talent as well from the likes of uh, Jock, from uh, Robert Wool, from uh, Batman um, 89, from Eric Powell, from uh, Goon, Kevin Eastman, Walking Dead panel, 
uh, uh, Superman writers panel. This is all on the Saturday. Just the, the the sheer amount, and it is all comics based as well. So it's it's very much uh, it, there are one or two uh, multimedia stuff: the Osferatu, the Walking Dead, etc. But for the vast majority, it's all coming from a comics uh, a standpoint. Uh, so yes, it was um, uh, Kari Yurikiri Yagawa. Who um, I'm aware from um, Planet of the Apes, and also there was a Sean Connery film which he was uh, uh, starred in. Um, he was no Sean, unfortunately. So they got uh, Robert Mayer Bernard, uh, formerly of Star Trek, uh, to come on. Cool. Uh, so they've got the contingencies in mind for when they have those dropouts. But the idea being that the panels are put together and they're put together by the individual elements, come in. Uh, they kind of take up space uh, to on individual channels, and you can find them easily on the website. I think it's a very, very cool idea. Uh, just to give you a, a sense as well, so here's the uh, Saturday, uh, Sunday schedule. So uh, at the moment, it's what uh, coming up to uh, quarter to seven, so half past three. At the moment, you've got Al Ewing. You've got... Uh, Monstrosity, Source Point Press. You've got uh, the Erica Schultz panel that's on the way, uh, Jason Spasal. So just to give you a, a sense of how the, 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 the thing works, you've got your individual halls. You click on your individual, individual hall, and your video pops up. Um, you can uh, interact with live chat. It gives you all the, uh, the information. If you just uh, click on that particular fact, I think it's going to be Al Ewing. Oh, no, there we go. It's... Uh, Oh, no, what's his name? Is that Tom Taylor? I believe it's Tom Taylor. And uh, you've got uh, uh, a great uh, moderator. I think it's Corey Genyenu. I can never pronounce his first name. But you get the idea. It's really uh, quite um, – it's a nice way of doing things. Uh, I think it's a very clever way of uh, organizing this live event. Admittedly, like I say, it's like why act, but it works. I think it works really, really well. Um, let's have a look at some questions coming in. Uh, Solicitor Smeg, I didn't hate San Diego Comic-Con's virtual con. I just felt it's the biggest con around all things. They should have already been taking place for years. I think they should have taken more risks. I think I, I, I agree. Aaron Neighbors, mainframe previous. I know that you were watching uh, with uh, me, with the Rosamontes uh, taking over social media. I didn't necessarily agree with everything he said, but you're not supposed to. You're supposed to have that conversation. I thought it was a very cool setup. But no, very good point indeed. I, I liked the comparison, the contrast between the two. Um, when you have um, this, which is obviously a lot of very passionate fans uh, that are putting something together, and then you have the money. <laughs> so it's very much a case of that, uh, that combination between the passion of fans and the money of uh, Repot. You're seeing both sides of the equation. Sorry about that. Okay, um, let's have a look at this. Uh, Toby's saying, uh, may have missed this. Is there any mention that Metaverse is going to be free like Comic-Con at home? As, yes, it is. Um, that's a slight difference. That's, uh, a, well, I mean, then again, no, like Metaverse um, and uh, Mainframe, they are making some money in some way, but they're doing it with their meet and greets. Uh, if you could just uh, go to the uh, meet and greets. Let's compare the prices. <laughs> That's a, a good way to uh, run through ticks. 
And let's give you a sense of how much these uh, items are. There you go, Robert Wool, $75. Uh, and as far as I'm aware, it's a two minute chat. Let's see who else we've got on board. Susan Eisenberg from uh, Wonder Woman. But no, let's stick with Robert Wool. Let's just click on him. $75. It's a two and a half, two to three minute chat. Uh, you get a video file. It's your interaction with the fans. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, this is the kind of price range that a number of virtual meet and greets have been running, such as Virtual Pop Expo early on in the year. Um, and it's a way for not only the talent to get their recompense, but also uh, mainframe as well. Uh, then you have um, the slight uh, <laughs> the difference. So let's go to it. Uh, let's bring up um, findthemetaverse.com and let's go to the meet and greets. Now, admittedly, there's not as many on this particular site. Indeed, this is it feels like a first run. This feels like Dipping the toe. Let's see if it works. Let's see if the web works. Let's see the panel. It's a shame that the panels aren't embedded like you get with mainframe, but you get the idea. The meet and greets. Okay. There's one here which may make you sit down. So, Anamia, great cosplayer, $40 for a three minute five meet and greet, five minutes, $50. So if we go to Doctor Who, for a personalized video message emailed to you, it's $102. Likewise for Arthur Darville. There isn't one for Matt Smith. Matt Smith is not, has not done one of these. Supernatural, a personalized video recorded message emailed to you by the uh, September the 15th, $236.50. That's a lot of money for a personalized video recording message. I mean, wow. That actually made me stop in my tracks. There it is, $236.50 for a personalized video message. Not even a chat, not an uh, a, a online Q&A, as far as I'm aware. You can have uh, meet and greets where you can actually talk to people. I mean, the, the, the comics ones, shock, horror, surprise, not as expensive. Uh, Scott Snyder sold out, bravo. Uh, Teeny Howard, Greg Capullo, uh, that happened an hour ago. There we go. $22. <laughs> Fair enough. But like I say, that Doctor Who one, $102 for a personalized message. And then you've got merch as well. It's just a lot of money. But there we go. Um, Star Trek Picard, a little bit cheaper, $80 for a, a personalized message with uh, Michelle O'Reherd or Evan Evergoria or uh, Isaac Leons. So there we go. Um, it's a little bit cheap. Uh, sorry, a little bit expensive. Uh, so there you go. Um, Dan Berry and a few more mainframe come will be uh, Frank Gigal, who wrote No Heroin. If you've uh, not read, you should. It's a great read. It's uh, reviewed on the Collective. Thank you very much, Steve. That's in a few moments. So there you go. 
into the blue monster, I'd want them to come round to my house, clean it and make me tea for that now. Yeah. I mean, there you go. Leon D, four supernaturals. It's the same amount to fix my broken car. Yeah. That's not, that's not cheap. But I suspect uh, Repop get their cut. The agent gets their cut. Misha Collins gets his cut. It's the price of doing business with a virtual convention in 2020. Uh, mainframe, um, the vast majority of the money that they raise, in fact, all I think all the money, the, 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 uh, the money they raise is going to the Hero Initiative. So it's also kind of a charitable event. So it's that combination between the two. So there we go. Um, my personal take, I, I enjoy both. I, uh, certainly for the content, for the actual live content. I think Metaverse is slick. It's visually appealing. Uh, the sound's slightly better. Um, I think it works. Um, guess it's a, possibly a little bit too small on the graphics, but that's me being nitpicky. Uh, as somebody who's been messing around with uh, video editing uh, this week, um, <laughs> I've been a little bit picky about how much you can see of something on screen at a certain time. And there's a lot that can be discussed on that. Um, but I really like the, uh, the high wire act of mainframe and the sheer amount of content has been impressive. Helps of course, when you have the likes of John Sutras, uh, who's got a Rolodex of over 20 years worth of uh, comics talent uh, to call on, and he did. He's uh, he's been talking to a lot of people throughout lockdown. But he just invited them back for a chat to come on, and uh, the the people that he's managed to get involved has been very impressive. Um, a little bit uh, like a unfortunate repeat performance. If you've been following the word balloon um, chats, I mean, for example, uh, on the uh, uh, the opening preview night preview night uh, stream on Friday for. Uh, uh, for mainframe, they had the likes of Matt Fraction and Kelly Sutikonic. They kept calling back to a previous conversation they'd had three weeks ago. So, speaks kind of volumes about that kind of. If you've been a fan of word building, you've seen these people. But the fact that they've managed to get them involved and get them into this um, event, this live virtual con, I think that's pretty cool. Um, I think there's uh, pros and cons to both. Which do I prefer? I think I prefer mainframe, just for the sheer amount of content. That may change for New York Comic Con. At the end of the day, for that event in, a, in, the, in October, Repop will go all out. They will have the people that they would have been bringing to New York Comic Con. That website possibly may be a little bit unwieldy with the amount of content I think they're going to dump on it. I would like them, like I say, to embed the video so it's a little easier, so you're not having to click left, right, and center. But I think you're going to see an absolute veritable shit ton of content heading out to that particular event. So keep your eyes open. You've got, uh, of course, um, a month or so to prepare for the virtual New York Comic Con. Another thing as well, I would have liked them to have a dedicated YouTube channel. I guarantee that is in the works. You will find a Metaverse YouTube channel coming soon. Watch this space. 
So there we go. Uh, let's have a quick look at uh, a couple of comments. Aaron, Aaron Neighbors, only have time for mainframe plus add a few friends on those panelists. Yeah, same here. Um, but I also wanted to see what uh, Repop were wanting, to, were doing, what their intention was doing. So uh, it's a case of how they've interacted with fans and how they've got people involved. So there we go. Uh, the MD. Uh, so let's just make, I'll pass that on to my daughter who loves Supernatural. Um, Let's have a look at this. Ah, the comment is ironic. Since anyone who still cares about Supernatural must be broken on the inside. That's harsh. That's a bit harsh, sir. <laughs> uh, he does say, however, every time I see Kari Hiroyuki Takawa, my first instinct is to scream Mortal Kombat. Um, <sighs> Rising Sun is the film with Wesley Snipes and uh, Sean Connery. Uh, and that's the one I think of every time I see Kari Hiro Yuki uh, come up on screen. <laughs> so there we go. Right. Um, we can talk about uh, what's happening next weekend now. DC Fandom. It is the big event which DC has abandoned all of the conventions to put together. Um, it's interesting that a number of revelations about books uh, about uh, uh, animations, about shows, have started rolling out over the last couple of weeks just to get people's uh, attention uh, about um, what they're going to be doing with DC fandom. But uh, not necessarily taking some of the air out of the balloon, but uh, there's one or two announcements where I just went, couldn't this have waited literally a week? And couldn't they have dropped this during DC fandom? I found it um, a little bit uh, disconcerting uh, to kind of have those things just, you know, it, it could have just, they could have waited <laughs> just a little while longer. Um, the DC fandom itself, the um, it's the uh, mega 24 hour uh, event, immersive van, fan experience. Go on then, let's bring it up on screen. This is the, uh, the DC uh, release. Uh, that came for it, um, and it happens for uh, 24 hours uh, next Saturday, August 22nd, starting at 10 a.m. Pacific. Warner Brothers will welcome fans everywhere into the DC fandom. We've seen the video that uh, uh, Jim Lee has put up, uh, that uh, he has designed this uh, central hub, uh, offshooting off to the various uh, um, areas involving animation, uh, involving uh, Comics involving uh, kids and uh, involving uh, yeah the, the various uh, elements of the uh, the DC output, DC Watchverse, DC Universe, uh, Kidsverse, Insiderverse, and Funverse. That is your design. Thank you very much indeed to uh, Mr. Jim Lee for uh, coming up with the, uh, the central uh, conceit, the Hall of Heroes in the middle. Um, yeah, I want to see how this is going to work because this could this could very much be the slicker version of mainframe. Uh, in that, um, you are going to be bouncing from room to room to room to keep up with everything that's coming out. Again, uh, there was that uh, announcement um, at the beginning of this week regarding um, <laughs> DC and the. Slimming down not only from their top uh, management tier to their editors, uh, 
uh, and to their talent a whole bunch of books that have been cancelled, which is quite disturbing. Um, this has come from AT&T. This has come from Warner Brothers, who clearly don't particularly care about uh, DC, uh, that they will let that kind of information drop on a Monday morning. Um, it's just so annoying uh, to have that sense of throwing DC under the bus. Um, I hope that um, they recognize that the stories that they're creating, the stories they're getting, them getting money out of by licensing, by uh, yeah, they've even discontinued their uh, collectibles line because it's all going to get folded into the Warner Brothers uh, merchandising uh, section. It's just, uh, I mean, uh, I'm not wishing it ill, but um, I'm curious to see how it's going to go next week. Um, there's been a lot of talent uh, under the DC banner that have not been invited to participate. I don't know if that speaks volumes about whether those books will continue. Kelly Sue DeConnick, Matt Fraction, they are not part of fandom. Uh, Gail Simone is not part of fandom. Um, some major names jumped in and kind of talked about how they're not taking part. Um, they have not been invited. Um, it's, hmm, it's an interesting setup. The one thing that I have been uh, encouraged by, however, is the... Uh, the panel lineups and just how much uh, panel content there is. Uh, so, for example, if I bring up uh, this screen, uh, this is from uh, Den of Geek uh, because I, I couldn't find the thing. That's the other thing as well. That everything's so difficult to find. Um, it's not as organized. Um, the one thing that um, uh, Metaverse got right is it's really easy to find. But okay. Um, Lots of um, uh, content uh, that's uh, coming down the line from DC Superhero Girls, The Flash, uh, Black Lightning, Teen Titans, short panels, 45 minutes, 40 minutes, um, but I think it's going to work really, really well. Um, I'm curious to see, I, I can imagine this is going to be very much like Metaverse. It's going to be a slick production. Um, I know that DC for uh, San Diego Comic-Con at home used StreamYard. Um, I don't know if it's going to be like that. I think it's going to be a lot of uh, professional stuff to cameras. Um, I think it's going to be a very, very slick affair. Um, yeah, but, I mean, look, this is, there's plenty of it. There is plenty of it. So, um, uh, obviously, I think the highlights and headlines are um, the... Uh, Snyder Cut, uh, you could be seeing some footage of that. We have found out today we're going to be seeing some footage from the Batman. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, there's the content there. But is it for us or is it for the next breed? Is it for the uh, the next bunch of fans? Who knows? The, uh, the CW audience, who knows? Ah, let's have a look through a couple of comments. Uh, Lee and D, all I could think of was that Dan was more will be pissed with that anthology. Ah, this is uh, regarding uh, a new 80s anthology of their uh, editors-in-chief. Yeah, there's a bunch that have been uh, left by the wayside, unfortunately. Um, into the Bloomer store. The word I'm looking for with Warner and DC is apathy. 
Yeah, I think that's the general sense. They need this event. They've not taken part in any other uh, virtual convention. They need this event to solidify the message that the, everything's all right in the DC Comics world. Uh, quite frankly, right now, we're not there yet. But there we go. Um, I'm looking for two words, common sense, but it's not looking good. Um, Marv Wolfman, not part of fandom. Yeah. Aaron Nabus. I like Aaron. He's uh, as positive as I am. Looking forward to the Doom Patrol panel. So am I. I'm, I. Like I say, I'm looking forward to the content. I want to see what they're going to come up with. We'll soon find out. Um, that all happens next week. Um, it's on Saturday. Um, and uh, I will be reviewing it for uh, the back end of the episode next week for Talking Con and Petit Englishman in San Diego. So there you go. Right. Um, as always, any comments, any questions, anything you want to talk about, um, uh, even if it's beyond when we're on air, go to the comments, put something in. I try and respond and answer to everybody's uh, comments and questions. So, so uh, do jump in with anything that you're thinking about, which we've been talking about today. Uh, yeah, I'd be curious to see what you think of not only uh, the two shows that we are running the, this weekend, findthemetaverse.com, and mainframecomicon.com, and then next week, DC Fandom. Um, I hope it's easier to find. I hope it's easier to navigate. Um, I really like them to open up the fandom on the Friday and let people wander around um, and kind of get the sense of the geography of this virtual space. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Right. So that is our uh, the uh, the virtual cons. Um, I want to talk about um, uh, an idea I have in my head uh, when it comes to um, what we've got planned for season eight for uh, for this show. Uh, the reason why I want to bring it up is because I want to give back to my Patreon supporters. Um, I want to integrate the um, audio podcast a little bit more so people don't have to watch my face when it comes to the, uh, the, the, the live streams. Um, I'm wanting, uh, I want people to uh, appreciate it uh, in terms of uh, what I'm trying to do and give back to you guys who have supported me, which is why um, we're having a slight change to our release schedule and how we're going to be doing the podcast going forward each and every week. Um, we've been running for an hour. Um, and I uh, hope you've enjoyed the, the content that we've put up. But uh, something that we're going to be doing uh, as of next week's episode is uh, the way that I'm going to be running uh, the podcast moving forward. Let me know what you think of this. If you don't like the sound of this, tell me. Okay. If you have any suggestions, any comments, let me know if I'm explaining this right. So first up, the Sunday show. It's going to be live streaming every Sunday, 10 a.m. Uh, sorry, 6 p.m. GMT. I nearly said 10 a.m. Pacific. The reason being, of course, it's always fixed to 6 p.m. GMT. When the Amer uh, West Coast, when the Americans change their clocks, which sometimes doesn't happen at the same time as here in the UK, it's always going to be fixed to 6 p.m. GMT. 
we will be announcing ahead of time when the live streams go um, live. And uh, they'll, I'll be setting up the events for the live streams with plenty of advance notice. So you should have an idea of what time the podcast will be going live. Okay. So live stream every Sunday, 6 p.m. GMT. Facebook on an Englishman in San Diego. I've yet to decide whether to continue to post it to my personal Facebook. So find out. Twitter and Periscope, Englishman STCC. Likewise with Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. If you are a Patreon supporter, you will be able to go to uh, find a live stream which runs at exactly the same time as this one. It just runs concurrently. What's going to happen is I'm going to be putting a small graphic up on the top corner of the screen. After half an hour, the live stream on all the platforms closes, and it will continue as an exclusive stream for Patreon supporters, which means you're going to get half an hour of show on a Sunday. Please let me know what you think of this. Should it be 45 minutes? It's half an hour enough. But the idea being that I want to give back to the Patreon supporters. They've been incredibly generous to me, and I want to be generous back. So the idea being is that the live stream will continue to run, but on the Patreon page as a dedicated live stream. It will seem like nothing's changed. Nothing will actually um, alter. Nothing will... Uh, uh, it will be a seamless uh, conversation. It will just be that after half an hour, small graphic will come up saying thank you very much Steve, for watching join us at patreon.com slash english and continue to watch on a sunday we'll try and get as much as we can in that first half an hour we're not going to make it like waffle 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 the decent stuff after the half an hour spot it's going to be a solid half an hour but that's what's uh, going to happen after half an hour the live stream on all the platforms will close and we'll continue with the exclusive stream for Patreon supporters. Then, the audio version of the full episode will be uploaded on Monday at 12 p.m. GMT on SoundCloud at Englishman in San Diego, on um, iTunes podcasts and also Spotify. All of those are available as audio versions. They will be the full uh, podcast in its entirety in audio format. Okay, and then the full complete video episode, free of charge for everybody, will be uploaded on Wednesday at 12 p.m. GMT to Facebook and also to YouTube at an Englishman in San Diego on Facebook and Englishman SDCC on YouTube. That's the plan. Um, let me know what you think. I, I've been trying to talk to a number of people to find out what the backlash for this would be. And I expect there'll be some. I expect there'll be a bunch of you watching now just going, hang on, you're giving us half a show. I get it. Um, but I want to give back to the Patreon supporters. I want to show thanks to them. I was thinking about doing like an after show uh, and doing a, a dedicated second stream. The only downside to that is trying to get the guests to do it um, at the end of the day they're coming on for free um, to go behind a paywall for a, 
a Patreon stream, a number of guests turned around and said, well, okay, where's my cut? Which I got. I totally get. But that's the, that was the plan. This is where you now have to turn, come to the, uh, the content, uh, to, the, uh, to the comments, and let me know what you think. Um, but the idea is, uh, from next week, uh, we'll be doing a live stream, and uh, you'll be able to watch along and comment along and all the, uh, the usual uh, fun and shenanigans that we get up to. But after half an hour, the live stream will come to a close, and we'll continue for our Patreon supporters. Uh, You'll be able to hear the full live stream audio on the Monday on the uh, audio podcasts, and then the whole episode gets uploaded on the Wednesday. So for two days, two and a half days, three days, the Patreon supporters get the full show. That's the idea. Let me know what you think. Um, if you're not watching live, comment below. If you just want to send me a message on Twitter, on Facebook, if you don't want to comment on the, uh, the comments now, although I noticed that the comments have stopped, <laughs> almost, I hope, not out of shock. I'm hoping that I'm not going to lose a bunch of you out of this, and I, I, I get why I would upset a number of you. But I want you to know there is going to be a live show. There is going to be a show on a Sunday. It's going to be at 6 p.m. GMT. Um, and we're going to fit in as much as we possibly can. Would you prefer 45 minutes? Um, I mean, we had a great conversation with the likes of Dominic Cates. We had a great conversation with Wilson Kerridge that went to an hour and a half. And I like the idea that at least half of that would be for the passion supporters. So thank you. That's the plan. Let us know. Um, as always, uh, it's open to you guys. It's open to your support. It's open to your thoughts. Um, but uh, any way that I can make it easier and better and, I don't know, any way that we can just keep this going um, as a uh, something that you can enjoy and appreciate uh, especially if you're a patreon supporter at the end of the day you guys are staggeringly generous and i want to say thank you um toby is saying still haven't been able to uh it's a live comments show up on past shows not sure if it's a setting on my end or not um well i mean you're showing up here is it just on the uh the various which platform are you watching on? Let us know. You're, you're, you're commenting on YouTube. Uh, clearly, it's come through. So, uh, no, the comments are there. So, there you go. So, one more time. Let's just go through it. Live stream every Sunday, 6 p.m. GMT, on Facebook, on uh, Periscope uh, Twitter, on Twitch, on YouTube, and on Patreon. Then... After half an hour, the live stream on all the platforms closes and it continues as an exclusive stream for the uh, Patreon supporters. They should be able to watch it now. If you, go, if you are a Patreon supporter, you should be able to, to find it. Oh, uh, Leanne D says the live comments goes away after the show ends. Correct. Uh, they are fixed to the live show. 
The audio version goes up um, at uh, Monday at 12 p.m. GMT on uh, SoundCloud, on uh, uh, iTunes, and on Spotify. And then the complete video episode uploaded on Wednesday at 12 p.m. GMT, so you can watch it in its full entirety on the Wednesday. So there you go. That's the plan. Hopefully, you'll let me know what you think. And uh, please, uh, any feedback that uh, you have, do jump in and let me know what you think. But there you go. That is our excuse me. That is our uh, show. That's what we got planned. Uh, we're going to try and keep it to a tight hour as well. But uh, if we have a guest that wants to keep going, uh, we will do. Which means uh, any of these amazing people that we're going to be talking to, uh, yeah. It goes. Um, let's have a look at this. Um, Andrew English. Uh, I don't spread a TV episode over three days. Same with vlogs. I watch it all. I will watch it all on Wednesday. I'm down. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm all. I'm all right with that. Um, I'm just glad that you'll you'll stick around with it. So there you go. Uh, let's have a look at this. Um, Toby, it kind of blows for uh, YouTube. Oh, I think he's talking about the, the live comments. Yeah, the live comments, as, as far as I'm aware, some of them do show up. Um, I'll have to check on the playback, but uh, as far as I'm aware, some of the, li the live comments do uh, show up in a, uh, in a box. So, yeah, we'll have to look into that. But there we go. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, though. That is our plan. These are our guests. I hope you're going to join us for them. Uh, Derek Robson next week uh, on Sunday, 23rd of August. And then, uh, we have James Tinnan the fourth, Columba, Julie Tate from uh, the Lakes Festival, and that takes us blood. Chris Condon and Jacob Phillips, those two chaps are going to be coming on. We've got some other guests that are uh, on the line. We're going to uh, just finalise them and find out when we can get them on and make sure that they're uh, all involved. We are going to do our best as well to continue to support Kickstarters and creative talents that are enriching our time timelines. Uh, so uh, we'll do our best to uh, continue to support them. Uh, but uh, hopefully you'll stick with us as we continue forward with Season 8, Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. My name's been Lance Latana. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Take care, and I will see you next week for another Talking Con. From me to you, stay safe, keep wearing your masks, and all the best to you and yours. Thank <laughs> you.